Hello, everyone, and welcome Hi. to Anime is for Jerks. I am Cass. I'm Alex. And this week, we're going to be talking about the 1998. I should have brought it up. I should have brought the year up. 98. Uh, 98. Right. Yes, I'm right. Uh, animated series, Serial Experiments Lane. I should have its Wikipedia article open, but I wasn't prepared. Uh, Serial Experiments Lane, directed by Ryotaro Nakamura. Uh, and it's not based on anything. It's just, it's just this. This is the only thing. It's based um, on LSD. Based on LSD. Um, so, Alex, did you like this anime? No. So, what I'm, I'm going to say, I see how historically important it is and how influential it's been, but I don't think it aged well. What about you? Uh, I do like this. I do like this show. Uh, I, li- I, I like it. Um... Watching it again this time, I like it less than I did the first time that I watched it, but I still like it. Um, all right, all right. Well, good. I think this is the first time we've had like a proper a, a proper disagreement. Yeah, in opinion. Yeah. So this should be this should be spicy. Um, so this is also really going to strain our format because this show is difficult to summarize in terms of plot. I was gonna say let's start with the big picture first. Yes. Yeah. So this is a show about the internet and about a it's about a girl whose name is lane and she's in middle school and she doesn't she's not very good at computers and she uh so she there's a another girl who goes to her school named chisa uh kills herself and then people start getting emails from her after she's died and lane gets an email from her saying that she has she she killed herself because she no longer needs her body, and she now lives um, uh, in the Wired, which is the the show's equivalent of the internet, or the show's metaphor for the internet, I guess. Well, it's like it's not. Well, it's it's a slightly fictionalized internet. Yeah, it's it's the internet, but like in- actually interesting to animate. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so she invites Lane to come to the Wired, um, and so Lane decides to talk to her extremely online dad. Um, and ask him to buy her a computer or a new computer because she already has one um and so she comes she comes back she comes back from school like a day later or whatever and she has she has like a a, a really awkward conversation with the delivery guy uh and gets big picture big picture yeah and so she gets her new computer and then over the course of the series she just sort of um builds an uh, an increasingly elaborate computer system with like crazy holographic displays and like big tubes full of like liquid carbon dioxide and big fans and and the floor is really wet for some reason. Yeah, I was gonna say it turns into a fucking like swamp. It really there. it's so moist in there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes. Like listen to all that sticky computer juice on the floor. I just said, uh, is she fucking Shrek now? <laughs> Get out of my swamp. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, from, she goes from being just like this weird kind of shut-in who wears a bear suit to yeah. an extremely tech-savvy shut-in who doesn't wear a bear suit. She and, still wears the bear suit sometimes. Well, I was reading the Wikipedia and like, the bear suit is is like part of her like innocent young persona and not part of her like advanced hacker yeah. persona. Her when she's online she makes extremely dubious fashion choices. <laughs> um and then when she's like using the computer because she's afraid of static electricity, she just wears like a nightgown. Uh, oh, right. and then when she's off Oh, is that the justification for putting her in a yeah, in she, a slip? yeah, she says that. She says that when uh, when her sister comes in and is just like, "Why did you take all your clothes off?" And she's like, "I somebody told me to be worried to be worried about static electricity, oh, so I figured I should just take all my that. clothes off." Okay. Anyway, uh, let's see. So, so the plot, big picture, we, we've so she becomes a computer nerd, but the plot doesn't really s- properly start until like halfway through. Um, so the first half is her just becoming more and more online. Yeah, the first half is, like, uh, poking around with the implications of the Wired and of, like, like what it, what, like, what it is and sort of exploring, like, like, what people actually use it for. And then the second half of the show is more of, like, an actual, like, mystery thriller psychological horror thing, uh, about, like hacker, uh, like, a group of hackers called the Knights of the Eastern Calculus who are, like, after Lane... Um, and then these, like, two, like, secret agent dudes who, like, park outside of Lane's house. 
and have like uh, weird goggles on. Yeah. So 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 the night the knights are these like worshippers of uh this guy Masami Airi, who was a engineer, got really horny for Project Xanadu, which was like an early alternative to the World Wide Web. Yeah, like it started in like the '60s, and it was like like the original hypertext implementation, but like it never act- nothing ever actually happened with it. Yeah. So there's this. So one there's one episode that's just like a bunch of bullshit about like roswell and the internet and conspiracy theories but the gist is that masami airi this fictional they named up a lot of real people but he's a fictional engineer he basically uploaded himself into like he hard-coded himself into the wired and claim and like adopted the role of a god and the knights are his worshippers and so for some reason he needs Lane. She's like, I mean, chosen one Neo. There's a lot of, you can see where a lot of the Matrix pulled their bullshit. Um, for some reason, Lane is like this necessary key to somehow collapse the barrier between real, the real world and the wired. And Masami, it turns out, wrote her as a program and then somehow put her into a human body. Yeah, I think that's why she's necessary, or at least, like, that's implied that's why she's necessary, is because most people start out as people and then go on to the Wired, and then she started out on the Wired and then became a person. But how does that collapse the the two into one thing? I don't... Anyway, we'll, I don't... Okay, really we'll, we'll that get to that. Let's, <laughs> let, let's, 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 let's finish this plot summary. And yeah. so... And so... Um, so he tries to get her to, I guess, return to the wire completely and give up her body like Chisa did. Uh, and then she's like, nah. And then... And then there's like a really gross body horror bit. Yeah, so then so then um, her, her one and only friend, Arisu, um, finds her and is like, the body's important. Look, my heart's beating. Your heart's beating. And they have a cute little meat cute. And then um, Masami Airi is like, turns it, he like takes over her flesh computer and tries to kill them both. But then the flesh computer kills him. Oh, he, like, okay. is, that what, is that what happens? The thing that happens is like he only exists in the wired. And then right. he like becomes tra- like becomes traumatically embodied and becomes like a gross pile of flesh, and then <laughs> all of the computers just like kill him. Yeah, but before then, Lane had already kind of downloaded all of her like comp- all of her computers. He he said she he she got an, an emulation of the wired into her own head or something so she doesn't need a, 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 an external computer anymore and she, be, she and she realizes since she's the one she can basically control every aspect of the wired and she and because she's the one and um, she can she's collapsed the distinction between real life and meet space and the web space um she starts manipulating the memories of people in real life and eventually deletes herself from everyone's memory yeah because and it's important to note that the reason she does that is because there's like an an online version of her persona that is a real pervert oh, uh, right. like yeah. a real asshole um who like, finds out that Arisu has a crush on a teacher uh, and then tells everyone about it. And then, but, like, the regular Lane continues to insist that that's not her and so then decides that she can make things right by making everybody except Arisu forget that that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, but why does she go, like, at first, at first she just deletes everything about the rumors I fr- why does she go? Why does she then go and delete herself entirely? I don't know. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, 
And then she feels lonely for a bit and then realizes she's God and can do anything. And that kind of cheers her up. And then it ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at the plot summary right now to make sure that we didn't forget anything. And there is a sentence in the plot summary on Wikipedia for episode 11 that says, after a really long and complicated memory flashback. <laughs> I, know, I, I was reading that too. <laughs> Which is like even the plot, even the person writing the plot summary is like it's just a really long and complicated thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, but this is not a show that is particularly concerned with like the things that happen in it, or like right. what at, like like with the viewer being able to actually pick apart like the the literal sequence of events and you could do it i guess if you watched the show a bunch of times and and like really were like okay paid attention to the dialogue and to the scenes and like like there is a thing there are like there's a sequence of events that happens in the show but the show is not about that and i don't and i don't i feel like it, even if you watched a bunch it, it's never quite coherent yeah. i mean it was you know, like like it's much more concerned with at least, well, let's see. The first part is, like, kind of creating a feeling of, like, the potential of, and, like, of the internet, I guess. Um, and the second part tries to tell a story while also trying to expound a thesis and doesn't really do either very well. So... The uh, so one thing that Alex sent sent me uh, a couple days ago that I actually read today um, was this this article from the Ringer um, about called the terrifyingly prescient serial experiments Lane twenty years later, which was published last year and written by uh, Justin Charity, um, and uh, so so. What did you think of this article? I guess is, is well, I hadn't thing. I hadn't finished the show when I read it. Yeah, so I've kind of forgotten because the article the article makes the case that it it makes the case that Lane is is sort of prescient about the sort of current toxic role of the internet in most of our our extremely online lives and i agree that it it is relevant to that but i don't think it's prescient i think it is like it's very much a product of what people were thinking about the internet in the late 90s right like it it doesn't feel like it's really predicting like in the future you know, everybody's going to become consumed by the internet and yell at each other. It feels like it's it's made by people who have already seen people yelling at each other on Usenet, and have been <laughs> like, "Well, this ju- this kind of sucks." Right. Um, uh, and yeah, is this the one where she, where it says like she, her other her one of her personas is like a troll? And so that that seems anachronistic. Yeah. Um, well, her like weird pervert persona is kind of a troll. Um, and then she has that other persona yeah. where she's like, like the thing that, that, that article points out that I think is really, is really good is that in like the real world, Lane is like kind of at best nice to people and at worst very shy and yeah. online she's just kind of very mad and yelling at people all the time. <laughs> um, like right. she gets really red mad and nude online. Um, <laughs> Well, like, what's, I mean, like, so we, there, there are, like, three personas. There's yeah. her, like, her, like, shy offline persona, her, like, clever hacker persona, and her toxic persona. N- nightmare persona. Yeah. So are those supposed to be all, like, her, or are they supposed to be actually different people? I think they are actually supposed to be her, but I don't think that the show has a, an answer for whether or not they're all separate people, um, right? I think I mean, you probably read it either way. Yeah, there's because there's one, there's a couple, there's a one episode. Which one is it? That they're talking about how selfhood is entirely constituted by memory, and so there, there's no you outside of people's memories of you, and because people have different memories of her, she has these three personas based on three different ways that people 
remember her, which is yeah. bullshit, but... Uh, I think that diegetically, like, they are separate people because each of them, especially, like, the real-world persona, doesn't remember the actions of the other two. But uh, I think that, like, non-diegetically, we are supposed to interpret them as, bo- as all three being aspects of the same person. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, it does... I think that that point is interesting, um, or, or the idea, because I am super, super fascinated by the way that the internet allows you to be different people in different places, and I have been for a very long time, um, especially as, as, a, as a trans person, like as a person who, is, who uh, in my younger and more vulnerable years, spent a lot of time pre- pretending to be a girl on the internet. Right. Um, so, so like, like the idea that you have different presences in different places, and, and, and especially like the idea that like, like though you can lose control of those presences, like it reminds mm-hmm. me of like, like Jean-Paul Sartre's idea of like the look and like the way that you are always subject to other people's perceptions of you. And like, like mm-hmm. you can't, mm-hmm. ne- you can't necessarily, it's, it's too reductive to say like, like. I think therefore I am because you, there are other people in the world and those other people have perceptions of you that you may not like. And those perceptions in, in many ways invalidate your own perception of yourself. Right. Or, or at least, or at least are just as relevant for your interpersonal relations with other people, which I think is interesting. And I, I do think that the show is, is accurate in that it, it, you can because it, it's not necessarily that Lane is doing these other things because she doesn't remember doing them. It's right. that other people remember her doing them, which is no different from her having done them from oh, the perspective right. because, of other people. Yeah, because at one point, yeah, she figures out that uh, when people are in that club, the club Siberia, that everyone, all like the hackers, go to people's memories while in there are altered and overwritten and manipulated yeah and so and so at one point she says like um that other me has only ever appeared in siberia uh, because that's where memory gets corrupted yeah and like like one could interpret it as as like as like people are impersonating her and doing bad things, but people remember her doing those bad things, which is which makes it no different than if she had actually done them from their perspective. Um, right. But but definitely like like the show is not like it's not interested in like whether or not she actually did them. I guess like 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 that's one one other thing that I think connects it to like Sartre and and other and other philosophers who wrote about phenomenology is is talking about like the 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 show is not concerned with what is actually happening um and it is it's entirely written and also shot from perspectives mostly um Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not interested in showing you what's actually happening it's interested in showing you what this character is seeing or from from the perspective of this individual character yeah but no yeah you're totally right that yeah it um yeah, the the emphasis placed on memory. It's it's that's that's the important thing rather than the kind of quote unquote objective fact of what happened, which is yeah totally ignored. Uh, yeah, because the and the other thing that I think because this show has a bunch it has a bunch of ideas, and I think one of them that's interesting, given that we just watched Ghost in the Shell, is it's interest in whether or not that like you can separate the mind from the body because because ghost in the shell is very much its thesis is very much that like being embodied is a fundamental part of being a person like your material existence affects your like mental existence in ways that that are in completely inseparable and in fact they are the same thing and so like if major kusadagi were to give up her cybernetic body and go back to a different body or if um, the puppet master and and Major Kusanagi were to fuse, they would form a a, a different person by virtue of being in a different body. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Lane is much the show, not the character, is more interested in the idea that you can in fact separate them, yeah. um, or 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 even in the idea 
either in a sort of like like dualism or just in the idea that the sort of mental as represented on the wired is the only thing that actually exists and the reality is in fact lesser yeah so there's a like there's a a number of different like like you say perspectives on on kind of the relationship between the two during let's say it was episode five there's this weird sequence where like her lane's mother like speaks to her then her father speaks to her and her mother in effect says like the physical world is a hologram on top of the wired which hey hey the matrix um and then and then her dad appears in this same sort of like weird spotlight and says the wired uh like birthed a, a, a new world that's separate from the physical and so i don't think it ever takes a firm stand on like what the actual relationship is yeah i it doesn't have necessarily a hard perspective on it more so it's interested in in exploring different possible perspectives on the relationship between the wired and the physical world and the physical and the mental oh speaking of matrix like comparisons it's um, worth noting i've not seen the matrix i've never seen the matrix wait really i've never seen the matrix holy shit i mean it's worth watching just for the cultural relevance yeah i figured that but i also i so some the matrix is one of those movies that until recently i figured that i knew everything about it through just like cultural osmosis and then i found out a bunch of stuff that happens in the matrix that i have no idea about and so i feel (laughs) like maybe i should just watch the matrix what what did you have no idea about i don't even remember what it was it was just like a bunch of like characters and plot points that happened sort of like in the middle of the movie that like i just didn't know really happened because it's uh-huh. like what what i know about the matrix and i don't even really remember what what it was that i found out i just remember like l- like hearing people talk about them and being like what um because what i know about the matrix is, is a guy who's i, I I, I'm sure he has an actual, like, a, a, a simulation name, but I only know that he's, he's Keanu Reeves and he's Neo. Um, and then he's just, like, living a normal life, and then it turns out that his life is a simulation. And then he talks to Morpheus, and then he takes, he takes the red pill, and then he goes online and he posts about how women are bad. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> um, and then, at some, like, after that... I have basically no idea what happens in that movie. I know there's like a big white room. There's a guy who looks like Colonel Sanders. Um, I know there's like a, a, a that the the room gets full of guns at, at some point. I know he like comes out of the vat. I know like that image of him just like coming out of the vat with like that he's like covered in goo. Oh yeah, um, goo, goo, goo. And then I don't actually. So I don't actually know like the plot or conflict of that movie. I know like the setup of that okay. movie, and okay. it like it was thrown into sharp relief, uh, like a few months ago when I realized that I didn't actually know what that movie was about. <laughs> well, there's a trans person in it, so... Anyway, Serial what, what, yeah, what, 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 what was what I was What I meant was that uh, it, in episode four, when she, like, explodes the visors on those men in black... Oh, yeah. That kind of also happens in the matrix when neo like interacts with the real world for the first time as if like in the same way that he can interact with the matrix it's like oh the worlds are colliding um so that was my um bullshit tangent to waste time while bullshit time wasting at least we got to find out that i've never seen the matrix and don't actually know what it's about well that should be our next anime We should, oh, watch, we should watch the anime. The, Anna, the Animatrix. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, my favorite anime, the Animatrix. There are actually a couple good parts of it. Um, uh, well, I don't know about good. It's been a while, but... Right, anyway. but yeah. That, oh, yeah, so we're... Uh, the, the reason I got into the Matrix was we were talking about diff- the different perspectives the ship that Lane provides on the relationship between Wired and the real world. And so episode 12, when Arisu finds Lane in her nest of wires um lane is like you don't need the body and then arisu says no you're you're wrong um she says your 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 body might be cold but but you're alive lane and then uh she's like look you can our hearts are beating 
and that seems to be I don't know like there's I guess I sh- I shouldn't assume that any perspective is kind of the canonical perspective. Yeah. I, I think uh, based on the ending of the show where Lane destroys all of her computer equipment and and basically and basically like makes everybody forget everything that's happened related to the wired because of her for the past yeah. 12 episodes. Like I think the show ultimately comes down on the side of the internet is kind of bad if you if you if you let it destroy your entire life um like the i don't think that the show has a very has a sort of broadly like it's it's very techno pessimistic i guess uh in sharp contrast to a lot of what people were talking about in the time that the show came out which is very a very techno optimistic time about how like oh the internet's gonna change everything and everything's gonna be better in the future and it's gonna usher in this like glorious utopia free from you know governments or, or culture or history or whatever um and like that was like a real thing that people were talking about in the mm-hmm, 90s mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. when people started getting online and then it turned out that like actually no the internet is made out of people and it turns out that people are mostly just kind of garbage um, <laughs> and it's and that's the same whether or not you're online or not right, um, exactly Wait, so how, wait, what, so what, what? Let's see. What, what was that in reply to? But the, like, Arisu's. You. It was in reply to you saying that like, like, there's no canonical perspective, or like, you're not sure. Oh. Because I do think that that scene with with Arisu is, is actually supposed to represent, if not the canonical perspective, then perhaps the, the perspective that the show wants you to walk away with, because it is the yeah. last thing that you see. You know. Well, no. Uh, then, then there's one more. episode. Well, there is one more episode, but that last <laughs> that last episode is uh, weird. <laughs> oh, that episode is weird. Well, that episode, like, like it's so in terms of perspectives on the goodness or badness of the internet. That's the last thing that you see because the last episode is mostly concerned with like the whole nature of memory as it relates to yeah. selfhood and yeah, collective yeah, yeah. memory and the collective unconscious. Okay, true. Um, whereas, like, the twelfth episode is like because we've had. And it's specifically with uh, the god, his, what's his actual name? Masami Irie. Irie, yeah. With Irie, like, he, he, for much of the past few episodes, he has been the main person encouraging Lane to give up his body, and he is literally, right, like, right. traumatically embodied and then destroyed, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty obvious rejection of what he's saying. Also, the fact that he is sort of designed and voiced and written to be extremely creepy and, like, extremely <laughs> bad guy um right like like it's clear that his perspective is not one that the 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 show wants you to come away thinking is correct true true um but yeah like like it th- i think that this show the part of the reason why i like this show um to to attempt to sort of justify my bad taste um is is that i think that something as complicated like because the question of is there a divide between the internet and real life um is really way more complicated than anybody gives it credit for because if you're like if you're like 50 years old at this point if you you know if you're some like if you're some like boomer shithead you're gonna be like of course it is you know you meet people on your and they're not your friends they're just strangers you know that's my dad <laughs> basically um right but um and then if you talk to somebody our age um, they're more likely to say, oh, no, of course there's not really any difference between online and offline, but I don't think that th- it's that simple of a, of a dichotomy, because, yeah, like, like, there, like, there like is you said. clearly something different about it, otherwise we wouldn't even be talking about whether or not it was different. And, and like, yeah, and like, like you said, there's the possibility of different, like, personas and, like, yeah, a- anonymity and deception that it in a, in a different way than in offline. Do you really think someone it's, would do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? Well, no. This is this is this is speculative fiction. <laughs> I, so, okay, so yeah. That's, I know that, that, no, that, that I that's God, I know that I I should have the episode image for this show just be a screenshot from the show, but I do really want to have it be that image of Buster from Arthur saying, "Do you really think someone would do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, no. Like, you're, 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 you have, you have a more nuanced take than I did, possibly because the lack of narrative was, was starting to give me. Yeah, I wasn't sure brain, if 
Yeah, when, when I when I suggested that we watch this, I wasn't sure if you were going to like it. And then about five episodes in, I was like, oh, Alex is going to fucking hate this. Yeah, so you were saying that you can see how this show has been important and influential. Um, yeah. And I know you were talking about that in regards to The Matrix, like, explicitly. But, like, what else can you see that this has influenced? Or, like, how else, how, like, how, how else do you see that this show is important? Because I know how I see it's important, but... Well, I mean, I haven't seen probably as much, like, sci-fi anime as you have, so that's I the, can't... That's the, the most hoisted I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, you you made me watch this, I'm gonna hoist it for it. Uh, but, as, I mean, it, as far as I know, this was, like, one of the earliest shows to really, like, be explicitly about the internet and like fucking name drop Mac user and all sorts of shit. So just the kind of extremely, extremely like, and the creators, the creators are so obviously obsessed with the internet uh, and tried to pack in as much bullshit as they could that was on their mind at the time. Um, and so just that like unapologetic kind of fixation on technology. Yeah. When you, when you talk about them having a lot of stuff on their mind, like it, it, this kind, this show, and I also think Evangelion is like this, like this is the kind of thing that I think people think Nier Automata is, (laughs) um, and that Nier Automata is in some sense trying to be, because like this show is genuinely made by a bunch of people who actually, like, know a lot about what they're talking about. Like, they kind of know what they're talking about, and they seem like like they have something coherent to say. Whereas Nier Automata and a lot of other video games are sort of constructed to make you think that the person who made them uh, knows a lot about the thing that they're talking about, when in fact they don't. Um, I don't know. That, that episode about Roswell... Yeah, that episode is full of shit. Um, <laughs> or it, it, it's kind of full of shit, but also I think it's less full of shit than it could have been. Um, like, I mean, like, I think, yeah, I think, I think they, I mean, they did less less skimming of Wikipedia than Yokotaro did, but they 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 knew all this stuff, but I don't think they put it together in an exactly the most coherent way. They were just so excited about all these ideas that they just had to get Harry Truman, Vannevar Bush, Project Xanadu, yeah, like Roswell, like they, like they were just yeah. That all was basically things... the episode where they just dumped everything out that they couldn't fit into the rest of the show. <laughs> exactly. And we're just like, well, we're just gonna put it all here. But yeah, like this show, especially <laughs> the first half of the show, because um, like the second half is is very much focused on like a couple of things that they that I think that they think are the most interesting. But the first half of the show has has stuff about you know, like, spreading rumors online and, and like, online video games and, like, and like all sorts of, like, weird... Like, this sort of, like, that one episode about, like, those those people who are playing, like, a game and then they, like, get consumed by the game and wind up dying because, like, that right, reflects a lot right. of, like... Like, that specific episode is, like, okay, this is just, like, a, a contained episode that doesn't really have anything to do with anything else that's kind of about this this one sort of common source of urban legends about like people getting so into video games that they're die that they that they die because of it and, like what people like if like, you the, die in the if you die in the matrix you die in real life yeah um, but yeah but, like, so i yeah. no i like i I've, I've said before that like i personally have little patience for like non-narrative like movies and tv and and that's more just my personal thing but the first and so like the, the first half of the show is like I can I can appreciate how it's kind of a non-narrative expression of yeah of, of some of these like features of the internet um, and so yeah. I can I can I can see what it, that it does that pretty well kind of evokes like yeah, the the ability to have different personas, the kind of the par- paranoia people have about the internet. The um, it's it's the second half where they try and like buckle down and, and say something that I think I have less uh, patience for. Well, 
or less appreciation. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. Because like this show, I like it, and I think a lot of people like it less because of what it concretely has to say, and more because of like its vibe, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah. gonna say that it doesn't have things concretely to say because I, I think we we spent the last forty minutes mostly talking about things that it actually does have to say. But I think that mostly people just really like. Uh, gorgeously matte painted shots of power lines with 60 hertz hum under them. Uh, <laughs> right, like, I think we we said something similar last episode like, that, like, say what you will about Ghost in the Shell, it's goddamn gorgeous and has atmosphere out the ass. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's... Both Ghost in the Shell and Serial Experiments Land are on the fringes of cyberpunk in terms of, like, like they don't reflect... I mean, I guess Ghost in the Shell does now, but it's only because Ghost in the Shell has been so influential. But, like, um, and Lane especially is, like, it's cyberpunk in, in a certain sense, and I think it fits into the genre, but it it rejects a lot, or, or is not about the same subject matter that a lot of cyberpunk is about. You know, like, like this, like, the, the line from Serial Experiments Lane to Neuromancer is, like, very long and squiggly. <laughs> um, well, I, I know nothing about Neuromancer, so uh, I am literally word. reading Neuromancer right now. Oh, uh, it's, oh, it's oh, it's the Neil Gaiman thing. No, it's uh, William Gibson. Oh, um, it's I, a William, William. Yeah, it's a William Gibson novel from. He's uh, better than Neil Gaiman, right? I don't know. How do you feel about Neil Gaiman? Well, he married Amanda Palmer, so not so great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get canceled when you do that. But on the other <laughs> hand, American Gods is pretty good. If you uh, say so. Uh, but yeah, so Neuromancer is a is is a sci-fi novel from 1984 that is sort of widely credited with like coalescing a bunch of sort of incoherent uh, or unrelated um, ideas into what we now call cyberpunk. Like taking Wait, what, what year was it? 1984. The, so the squiggly line went backwards in time. I I said the I said the names backwards in reverse order of how that of how it happened. Get off my my ass. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but the the one thing that that Lane has in common with Ghost in the Shell and with Neuromancer and and with a lot of other cyberpunk is this this obsessive focus on the aesthetic um, over over potentially any kind of substance. Um, (laughs) And that's not to say that, that cyberpunk doesn't say anything. Or, or that a lot of cyberpunk works don't say anything. Um, but it is that, like, when people talk about cyberpunk, the thing that they're talking about isn't, like, a collection of uh, thematic fixations. It's a collection of, like, aesthetic quirks mm-hmm. that, like, very much come from the time in which Neuromancer was written, where it's, like, you have this sort of revival of film noir but like drenched in neon and also a lot of anxiety, like vaguely orientalist anxiety about the U S being displaced by Japan as a world power. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, a lot. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, speaking of that, we could, at some point we could talk about how much I hate Blade Runner, <laughs> uh, but let's, that's not, I've, not I've also right never now. seen Blade Runner. I've, well, I only saw the first 20 minutes cause it was so bad. I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. That was a tangent. Um, yeah, um, I just I just always want an opportunity to say, just to voice my unpopular opinion because I think I'm so special. <laughs> just special snowflake who doesn't like Blade Runner. Who doesn't like Blade Runner? But yeah, um, and and those specific aesthetic elements are what make cyberpunk as separate from other things that share similar thematic thematic concerns like writing like philip k dick short stories which like yeah you mentioned you mentioned last episode how like how what you find important in cyberpunk is how it like looks at you could say like the marginalized um using like using the um using technology how technology and like futurism kind of impacts their life something like that yeah i, I don't yeah. remember talking, your exact talking about the way because this is a thing that neuromancer is extremely about neuromancer because like the core of cyberpunk apart from the aesthetic is the intersection of high tech and low life 
And that right, is extremely right. a thing that comes from Neuromancer. You know, yeah, Neuromancer and, and, is a bunch of people who are extremely broke and doing crimes all the time to make ends meet and like murdering people and trying not to get murdered in this light in like the slums of Neo Tokyo. Um and and that is what that is about. Whereas whereas this Serial Experiments Lane is not necessarily about the intersection of high tech and low life. It's more about the intersection of like high tech and like middle class teenagers. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is which is closer than Ghost in the Shell, which yeah, is not which a... is the intersection between high tech and cops. <laughs> uh, in in a sense, even more prescient than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, but like Lane, and I, one thing that I think is really interesting is the way that, that Lane really only pulls out its sort of full cyberpunk aesthetic cred when it's, ta- when it's doing stuff with the wired. Like all of the sort of re- real world or, or physical world or meat space environments are very naturalistic and boring. Yeah. Um, whereas when Lane is online, everything is like drenched in neon and it's like the most 90s cyberpunk like hackers bullshit. Yeah, the, comu- imagine. The, the computer interfaces they made are incredible. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, then all the Apple references took me by surprise. I didn't realize there's a whole subsection of the Wikipedia article about all the Apple references. Uh, and so, like, the, the little narrator that announces each episode name is, like, the original, like, Apple text-to-speech. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't know that of... until I had looked at Wikipedia just just for this this just doing research for this episode yeah. of, of of learning that out. I figured that was just like a, a they found like the creepiest dude in their office. <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah that the thing I posted on on Mastodon that screenshot where it says Andy Anatko who was like a tech journalist for Mac user back in like the day. And he, it, like, I didn't think he was that, like, I'd heard the name before, but I didn't think he was that, like, well-known that, like, he would get, like, name-dropped in a show. But, like, yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly the creators are just huge dipshit Apple nerds. And yeah. just, uh, along with their uh, fucking Roswell fixation, they decided to just throw a bunch of Apple stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess that's what I mean when I say that these people seem to know what they're talking about in a way that Yoko Taro doesn't, in that, like, I get the sense that the people who made this show are huge fucking computer nerds, and I mm-hmm. never got the sense that Yoko Taro is a philosophy nerd. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're right about that. It's a similar thing with Hideo Kojima. I never get the sense that Hideo Kojima is, like, a, a nerd about anything that he talks about, really. Except himself. Yeah, he's a nerd about himself. Um... <laughs> Um, I still, I still love Metal Gear. I love, I, I still love Metal Gear. It's awful. Kojima is an idiot. Um, yeah, like the thing. There, there's a really. Uh, I don't remember the exact wording of the tweet. Uh, my, my, uh, my friend Jackson at Headfalls Off on Twitter, a long time ago, said something to the effect of, um, like. When you look at Hideo Kojima criticizing U.S. imperialism, you shouldn't think that he's smart for doing that. It's you should think that U.S. imperialism is so obvious that even an idiot like Hideo Kojima can criticize it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, so I think I think we've discussed Serial Experiments Lane in a similarly incoherent fashion as it presents its own ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, so I think we captured the feeling, the feeling in, of, a, in a non-narrative sense of what it was like to watch this anime. Yeah, we've captured. Um, this is this has been our avant-garde podcast experience. You can't say it's bad. It's avant-garde. You just don't understand it. You just have to. You just have let it. Let it. Just just let it wash through you. Yeah, and then leave us a five-star review on your podcast uh, app of choice. We're finally on Apple Podcasts. Apple finally <laughs> finally deigned to include us. Did we have to remove some not safe for work content? No. I know I have oh. no idea why. I think they cuz Apple is just notorious for just like taking a really long time to do anything like regarding approving apps or approving podcasts. Oh yeah. So I just think anyway, uh, we forgot to do something. 
last episode for Ghost in the Shell, which is a shame because I'm sure the reviews would have been hilarious, which was in our Gunbuster episode, we looked at my anime list reviews for Gunbuster, and they were very bad, and we're going to do the same for Serial Experiments Lane. So I took, um... Can I read the first paragraph of one? Um... <laughs> sure, sure. I hope, I hope it's the one that I'm looking at. Uh, is this is this the review by uh, my anime list user Aesthetic Onion? No, it is not. Okay, I have it. Okay, one. so this is really long, so I'll probably just read the first paragraph because it's yeah. the most poetic. What really scares us? Death or the oblivion? Of course, the oblivion. It is not dying itself that frightens us the most, but rather knowing that we will lose everything we loved and cared for. All of the memories we've treasured, the choices we've made, and the people we've touched, everything will cease from existence. So why do we treasure our past so much? Is it just a collection of memories the nostalgia bounced us to? Or is it the part of who we are? 158 people found this review helpful. <laughs> so it yeah, goes so on. The, the really bad one is this really long one that is, that is the, most, the most helpful on here. Uh, which... <laughs> Which, the the first two sentences are just incredible, which is, I find myself typing this review thinking more about the conceptualization of existence than the anime itself. <laughs> Above all, there are two standards I hold true for anime. There are anime that simply entertain for the sake of enjoyment, and there are anime that stretches the boundary of human imagination. The only medium that that can do these things. The only medium that can stretch the boundary of human imagination. <laughs> anime. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's... The one, one thing that this My Anime List review does mention that I, I, I think we should perhaps talk about is the, the sort of sound design in this show, which is, mm. I, th mm. I love the way this show sounds because it sounds it, no, like yeah. not much. It, yeah, it, the sound design is excellent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely, uh, like, in, in the real world, it's extremely naturalistic and extremely, like, there's mm -hmm. no, there's no non-diegetic music. Uh, there's no. Oh, that's true. You're yeah, right. I, did, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's just like it's it's and it, it really just enhances, especially in the first episode with Lane talking to her dad. It just really makes that feel a billion times more awkward, uh, which is exactly <laughs> what the scene needs. Also, in that scene, my, this show. You mean, this, when, you mean when, when Dad is on his computer, like grinning like an idiot? Yeah, yeah. This show has a bunch of stuff in it that is either intentionally or uh, perhaps unintentionally fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> like, like when, when his dad is just like on the computer grinning like an idiot and he just laughs and it's the stupidest sounding laugh in the entire world. <laughs> I, I, will, I will splice in a sound clip of his laugh right now because it's the best. Um... There's also there's also the bit in episode two. This is what most of my notes are because this show doesn't really benefit from from like like moment to moment notes. So most of my moment to moment notes are just me pointing out ridiculous shit. Like in episode two, where that dude like gets that like fancy computer drug in the thing, and then he pulls out a tiny magnifying glass, <laughs> and he's just like, I love to bring my tiny magnifying glass to this pub to do future cyber drugs. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good shit in this show. Um, also, in, in episode three, which is the episode about the computer game, uh, the, the bartender at Siberia is like, you, you hear about that network game while the kids are playing? And the first thing that I thought of was, yeah, you mean Fortnite? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, so prescient. This game predicted Fortnite. This Holy shit. This game predicted Fortnite. Um, <laughs> Do you know what 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 game it was that they that they, or was it a real game or that that labyrinth that labyrinth like? I don't game think that... that that was actually a game. I think they may have just rendered that for the show. I okay, don't it looked like one of those old game. Windows screensavers. It does, it is like extremely like a Windows screensaver ass thing. So much for the Apple. <laughs> there's also on this my anime list page. Uh, there's also in recent featured articles for Serial Experiments Land. There's twelve complex psychological anime to wrap your head around. <laughs> Ooh, what are the other ones? Uh, we can we can look we can look. Well, there's Evangelion, obviously. Um, 
There's everything Satoshi Kone has directed. Which is like what? I already listed everything. Look, I can't remember anything past five minutes ago. Well, it's, it actually just everything Satoshi Kone has directed starting with P. So Perfect Blue, Paranoia Agent, and Paprika. <laughs> so Go- Ghost in the Shell is also on here. Um, Revolutionary Girl Lutana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of other shows on here that I haven't heard of. There's a show called Monster, which definitely looks like it was made in the mid 2000s. Uh, it looks bad. Anyway. Ooh, that does look bad. It looks really bad. All right, so Alex, what are we going to be watching next month? Next month, we are going to be watching the anime film Paprika. Ooh. I don't know who the director is, but you know, so you can say so. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is what you get for having a dipshit on your podcast. <laughs> that was... I, that had... You... Fuck you. Paprika <laughs> uh, is directed by Satoshi Kon. For the, for the fourth time. For the third time. It's still directed by Satoshi Kon. It will never not have been directed by Satoshi Kon. <laughs> Uh, I'm very curious to see how you will react to Paprika considering how you reacted to Lane. Uh, okay, me too. Paprika is more narrative than Lane, but not by much. Ooh, well, well. Um, all right, so thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, I just realized that I completely forgot to check the email for the podcast. I don't think, yeah. anybody, I don't think that anybody emailed us. <laughs> I, I have just been spamming it with... No. Um, let's see. No, nobody's emailed us. Okay. Thank God. Thank God nobody's emailed us. Um, and I don't think anybody sent us any mentions on Twitter or Mastodon. Um, nothing. So, Wait, oh, oh, to, oh, to the main account, which you have absolute control. I do have absolute over. control over. Uh, Refuse anyway. to share. Um, so, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed next month. So, uh, we already said it. Fuck. Third take. <laughs> take three. Take three, motherfuckers. Um, thanks, if everybody. You would, if you would like to give feedback. On the show, you can you can message me. Yeah, you can message exclusively Alex. Done, um, done, done on Twitter or Catalina at selfie.army, selfie with a Y. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at prophet underscore goddess. You can find me on Mastodon at skeleton at prophet underscore goddess at skeleton dot cool. I'm not just take at four. skeleton dot cool. Uh, take four, whatever, whatever. Fuck it. We'll do it. <laughs> And we will see you next month. We won't see you. You'll you'll he'll hear us. We won't we we won't hear you because we get no feedback by the show. <laughs> we won't hear from you. Um, <laughs> we get no feedback because the show is just so perfect that nobody can think of anything to say for, about it. Damn. Um. So yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.